Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Big thanks, squad, to all of you tuning in on a new way to listen to our work for him, Stitcher. That's right. And tune in. I saw myself on tune in. I saw I work for him. I saw myself on tune in. All right, but we're so you can now get us if you're not sitting in your car or in a place where you can get a radio signal right here in Tampa Bay, but you're across the country and you want to listen to I work for him, you can listen to us at letstalkfaith.com iHeartRadio, Red Nation Rising, Stitcher. We're working on Google Play, iTunes. We're out there so people can listen to us, and people are finding us and listen to message all over the world on every continent where radio signals can be had. Or some form of electricity. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm still bitter about the whole Antarctica thing. All right, listen. We're grateful that you're tuning in, and we always pray before the show that something we say today will cause you to dig deeper in your faith, certainly as it relates to faith and work, but on Together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha, it's as your faith relates to your marriage and your relationships. We have a a lot of brokenness around us all over the place. Broken marriages everywhere, which causes broken kids, which then causes them to have broken kids. You know, broken marriages create broken families. And, and, and And it's like an epidemic in our country. And broken families need extra help because they create broken children. And those kids need extra help. And it's where the church should be coming alongside to minister where disaster happens. But the question is, where's the hope? Is marriage worth it? Is it even worth fighting for anymore? Is blending a family worth it? And where, if we're going to do it, where do we turn for advice and direction? Today, we're highlighting highlighting the ministry, it's easy for me to say, highlighting the ministry of Gaining Ground Ministries and a book, Broken to Blended Devotional. We've got Steve and Sammy Ashley on the line with us today. Welcome to I Work For Him, Steve and Sammy. Hey, how are y'all? We're Hi, good. Hey, welcome. Steve, you there too? Good, there, there you are. All right, they're, they're, they're reaching out to us all the way from the mountains of North Carolina. Are you guys on the Tennessee side? Nope, North, you got it. North, North Carolina, Carolina. Okay. Ridge Mountains. Yep. So is the snow melted there yet, or is it still nice and cold? It started. <laughs> starting to melt. <laughs> oh, yeah, the snow melted here days ago. It, it barely stood around anywhere. You know how it is in Tampa. The snow doesn't stick around. All right, so here's the I know. The we kind of want to jump over to Florida right now. This is a great time to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame you guys could have met us in a studio. It would have been great. All right, so here's, here's a question, and Steve will start with you. How does your work, your work as a pastor and in this ministry, uh, your gaining ground ministry, how does your work 
give you a unique vantage point into the brokenness of our world today? Well, Jim, just you know, as being being a pastor, you know, I've been in a, I've been a youth pastor, I've been an associate pastor, you know, since two thousand nine, and you know, there's just so much brokenness, and you know, that's all around us, and especially you know, here in our little uh, mountain community in the mountains of North Carolina, there's just so many, so many broken homes and, you know, a lot of just desperation. And so I come in contact with people every day. You know, I've lived here in a little town called Jefferson, North Carolina, in Ashe County. I've lived here for almost 42 years. And so I know a lot of people, and it's just amazing how many people that just come forward, you know, saying, hey, Hey man, I, I, I just need I need to talk. You know, I need when to we talk. come need when help. we come back, Steve and Sammy, we're going to dig deep into Gaining Ground Ministries, what you guys are doing, and Martha and I are really going to talk about this brokenness and what Gaining Ground Ministries is doing to fix it. And we're also going to really put a plug in there for Harvest Cafe. Martha, you picked out a verse for today's conversation. I did, and it is Romans fifteen verses five and six, and it's um, from the last day of the devotionals in the uh, broken to blended devotional that Sammy wrote. So may God who gives this this patience and encouragement help you live in complete harmony with each other as is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. Then all of you can join together with one voice giving praise and glory to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know Steve I apologize for uh break in India, but we had to go to break. But about this, you paying attention to the brokenness in the world and how your job as a pastor and as in this ministry, Gaining Ground Ministries, the brokenness that you guys see, do you think it's, have you always lived in the mountains or have you lived in the suburbs or big cities too? No, I've always lived here. Uh, as a matter of fact, January 20th, I'll be 42, and I've lived in the same same town for 42 years. Hmm. Now, Sammy, you got a different perspective because you lived— Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you lived here in Tampa Bay, which is a yeah. little bit different than the mountain communities in North Carolina, and um, not to mention the weather, but that you've got a view. So it's, you know, it, you got, it's give and take. How does your work now, you've got this cafe that you opened up a year ago, a little over a year ago, I think it is, and you've been working in this, in this mountain community. Uh, you guys have blended your families together. How does your work give you a unique view into the brokenness of the world? Well, it's funny because I'm a nurse first. That was my first passion, and God called me to stop what I was doing and open the Harvest Cafe. Little did I know really what he was about to do. And um, I just felt really broken coming from Tampa Bay area. You know, we don't see a lot of the poverty and the depression. I mean, true depression economically and mentally. And um, here I just, all of a sudden, the Lord overwhelmed me with, with this brokenness. And I had this compassion that just flooded my heart, which I've prayed for for a long time because I wasn't always that compassionate for many reasons. And, um, God just opened that up, and I was able to open the cafe, which was not our doing at all, but God totally provided the means to do that. And we literally have people that just walk in. I mean, they're walking in to be fed physically, but what they're really getting a lot of times is fed spiritually, whether it's Steve and I praying with people that are just broken over the loss or maybe discouraged over a life event or a broken home, or we can counsel people there. We have Bible studies and nights of worship, and and it's just amazing to watch God unfold all of this. That is so great. So what some people may see as just a business, you know, is way more than that, because you are ministering to the the hearts of those that walk through the doors. 
Totally. This is a, a mission for us. You know, it's not a typical ministry. It's not like a nonprofit, you know, organization, but mm-hmm. it's what God led us to do, and we're just going to be obedient for as long as He allows us to be there. So as you know, lots of people here in Tampa Bay love to go north. Really, lots of people from all over the <laughs> southeast love to go to the mountains in the summertime when it's you know wicked hot here and really nice there. What city is the Harvest Cafe in? It's actually in Jefferson. We literally live a minute away from the cafe. So right where Steve said he grew up is, is right in the heart of where it's at um, in the little tiny town. Jefferson, Jim, North Carolina. Then. We're actually we're actually 20 minutes north of Boone, North Carolina, where Appalachian State University is. Mm-hmm. Or Samaritan's yes. Purse. Yes. yes. Right. Well, we've been in that area many, many times. So that's you know, everybody knows where Boone is because that's kind of the central location to go there and then spread out all over the, the mountains. So if Jefferson's only 20 minutes away, that sounds like a great stop on our next mountain vacation, Martha. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and maybe we could do the radio show from your cafe. That would be even better. Yeah, now you're talking. And eat some of your wonderful cooking. All right. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. So how did Gaining Ground Ministries come about? Well, Jim and Martha, in, in December of 2013, I was at Carolina's Medical Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. I had a, a friend of mine that was in our congregation at the time. He was passing away. Been there a long time. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning. And I was in the hallway, and I was like, God just pricked my heart, saying, you know what? There's a new year coming up. And so I started just searching, you know, asking God to search my heart and just give me a vision and a dream for you know, the, for 2014, and this came to my mind that I'll never forget sitting in the in the um, the hallway and putting in my notes on my phone. All right, well, hold that hold that vision. Today we're talking about broken and blended families and the blessing that they can be with the right help and training. We've got two experts on the line with us today, Sammy and Steve Ashley. These guys have a ministry called Gaining Ground Ministries, and it's out of Jefferson, North Carolina. It's the perfect place for you to go to get involved in the middle of summer to go and talk with these guys because you can get out of the heat, depending on where you are, and go to the mountains because anywhere you are is going to be hotter than where they are in the middle of summer. (laughs) (laughs) So, Steve, you're you're in the hallway of a hospital. And you're praying for the Lord to give you a vision for 2014? Take it from there. Yes, sir. And so the first words that came to my mind, it says, gain a little ground in your walk with me every day. Mm-hmm. And so it was gain a little ground every day in our walk. You know, the Bible always tells us to walk with him. And and so from that, gaining ground ministry, the name of the ministry was birthed. You know, and I'll, I've always had a, you know, through Sandy and I's story, you know, we blended our family. It's going to be almost nine years ago um, that we blended our family. And so we, mm-hmm. Sandy had already written her devotional book at this point. And so we knew that we were wanting to use our story and our testimony, you know, to reach blended families and the brokenness through, you know, uh, the blended family experience. And, and then I always had a heart for prison ministry, you know, those that are held captive and you know, I just I just had a heart for that, and so God just began to to bring that vision together. You know, at that at that time, I was you know pastoring associate pastor of a church, and uh, that was when God really began to prick my heart. That Sandy and I we actually we we stepped out in faith in March of last year to to launch Gaining Ground Ministries, and that's the blended family ministry, preaching ministry, and the prison ministry. So, Sammy, why don't you step us back a little in history 
and talk about, I mean, you're, you're talking about this ministry for blended families, but how did you guys end up getting blended? What led to you guys having to create a blended family? Oh, goodness. Okay, long story short, because <laughs> that's probably the best way to do it, is we both came from broken marriages. Um, I became a single mom very quickly at 26 with two small girls. I'd been married six and a half years. Um, Steve, uh, he had been married six years previously, and he also had two kids, a boy and a girl. They were a little bit older than mine. And um, the Lord moved me. I was uh, I had lived in Florida for 26, no, sorry. How many years did I live? Oh, yeah. I lived in yeah. Florida for about 25 years, I guess. Moved to Johnson City, Tennessee, and then ended up after that in North Carolina. And um, through different friends and um, just while through the process of healing, friends, we had mutual friends that introduced us. And the Lord just brought us together. And honestly, it was probably quicker than I probably would have anticipated. I planned on being this super single mom. I can handle life myself. Of course, I was living with my parents at the time, which I didn't want that to be long term. But, um, you know, just I, I had this mindset when I came from my brokenness, like, okay, well, first, Lord, who's even going to love me again mm-hmm. after with all this baggage that I have? But God had other plans, and that's the hope we give to other people. You know, just because you've come from that, you know, God has a future and a plan, and it's only for the good for you. And Steve and I merged our families, like he said, almost, it's been eight and a half, almost nine years ago. And uh, it's been a blessing, and it's been really hard at the same time. Well, and I think that's really what I want to dig up. Before we talk more about the ministry, let's talk about the reality of a blended family. Uh, Because, you know, it's an easy word to say, but it's a very difficult process. And as Martha and I have gotten involved in mentoring some couples who have blended uh, in their marriages and there's kids involved, uh, even when there's not kids involved, it's not, it, it, it's difficult. How, talk about the difficulties of this, because, you know, and they say in a normal, in a normal, in a first marriage, excuse me, in a first None of marriage. None normal. That's right. Yeah. That's <laughs> I call that normal now too, though. Okay. I'm sorry. In a first marriage, it takes six or seven years for two people to really become one. When you are blending a family together, you're trying to do the same thing, but then you bring kids into this and like you said, your baggage. So. Mm-hmm. You know, Steve, as the spiritual leader in the household, you're taking on a, a, a wife and two daughters. You've got two kids of your own. How difficult was this process? Well, you know, at first, at first, Sammy and I, you know, we were just, we were in love, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and we still are in love. Right. You know, I love her more and more each day. But what I'm saying is we... There's a lot of people that will date, you know, when they're before they blend the family. They there's a lot of coupleness, you know. You're dating, you know, with each other, but you don't know how your families are going to blend. Mm-hmm. And so, but Sandy and I did something different. We actually dated with our children, so we kind of had we could gauge kind of how we were going to mesh, how we were going to blend. Wow, and you that's... might want to pick up. That's clever. I hope some of our listeners are listening to that because that is a, 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 what did you see as the benefits of that, doing that approach? I guess I'll answer that part. (laughs) Um, Well, for me, you know, in my mind at the time, I I mean, I'd love to give you another answer, but at the time I'm thinking, oh, well, it's working for dating. So of course marriage is just going to be a piece of pie. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) we're dating, the kids are happy. Like the three girls, they were so little. I mean, I would literally throw them in the bath together, 
he would cook dinner because, like, I'd come from another county over after work, bring my kids. He'd have dinner ready. We'd get him in their pajamas, pack mine up, and I'd drive an hour home. <laughs> so, I mean, wow. like, this was our, I mean, the kids were, oh, my goodness, one and a, almost two and then four, five, and almost eight. So they were little, you know, they mm-hmm. were really little. So we thought that, oh, this is going to be easier because we're already meshing now, but the reality world had not clicked in yet. <laughs> so what was that reality world, Sammy? What was, I mean, when you got married, what was different? Because, and, and listen, you're speaking to so many people because so many people today are that have gotten divorced are afraid to get married again. They're like, I'm not sure I can do this again. I'm not sure that this is even worth it. Uh, But I know that we have hope in Christ and he came to restore all things. So I know it's possible, but talk to me about that reality. Well, it's funny that you say that too about the future. Like if you're not married yet, like what does that look like? Because for Steve and I, poor Steve, I mean, I was more fresh off of my divorce. It was very, I was very hurt. I was very, um, scared, just very scared. And it's still like, even now just talking about it, like I'm reliving, like I, even with friends that go through this, you feel it all over again. You know, the Mm. Lord's given me compassion for those that go through this. And, um, but Steve, I interrogated the snot out of him for three months before (laughs) I would ever date him. And I'm talking questions. You'd be almost embarrassed to probably ask your spouse, even after many years of marriage, you know, questions, because I didn't want to feel stupid. I didn't want to feel like there was part of somebody that I was walking into a marriage with that I didn't know that well. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And from going from a church, you know, in Indian Rocks, you know, where my dad pastored for 40 whatever years to knowing these people, you know, for a long, long time into a county where I knew nobody, you know, I don't know your family. I don't know your friends. I didn't know you in high school, you know, all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Like that was, that was hard. So I, Steve had a rough Start. And I told him at the beginning, I'm like, if this isn't for you, if you can't handle this, it's okay to walk away. We have no strings right now. You know what I mean? So, Steve, how was that for you, getting the fifth degree every day for three months? <laughs> it was intense, man. That's the only word I can really think of. It was, it was intense. But, you know, it was, you know, that's the way, that's the way it should be. You know, we should, before you, if you've never been married before, I mean, you, you got to know. You, you need to know this person. You need to know, you know, first of all, is God number one in their life? Mm-hmm. You know, Jim, you asked me about being, you know, the head of the household. You know, it's, it's God's called us to be the man of our home. And whenever, you know, that that's the key. You know, that's the key to it all it is really getting to know that person and see if they are an authentic follower of Christ. Well, and the key to being the man of the household, I said the spiritual leader in the household, is that a lot of men love to take the role of being in charge, except in spiritual matters. And and, mm-hmm. and as I have talked with many men who become blended fathers, it that role of spiritual leader becomes even more critical. And Martha, we have talked with so many couples, and this is a this is a big deal, but what Sammy just described is what we've seen in other couples who are blending in that they're they're the second time around, they are really good at asking people questions. Oh, yeah. Way yeah. more intentional because they don't want to fail. They don't want to experience right. the, the situation that they've experienced before. So, Sammy, I was just thinking, you know, another book that you could write might be, you know, the 30, 30 days of interrogation or oh something. My God, <laughs> yeah, all the I questions. I have enough to write a huge book. <laughs> there you go. Well, I was a great thinking, resource manual. I'm thinking... 
uh, you know, dating with our children might be another topic of our, mm. you know, I think that Definitely. might be. Yeah. That's an interesting. All one. right. So out of all of this, the Lord led you to a ministry. He's taken you from your brokenness and has begun that restoring process. As you said, eight and a half years. Now, let's just ask this question. So you're eight and a half years in. This is a tough question. I don't have it. I didn't tell you I was going to ask this question, so you can opt out not asking it. Is there anything you would change about the process that you went through before you got married? Things that you wish you'd have done ahead of time that you had to learn the hard way as a married couple? Steve, you first. Man, Jim, that, that's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, is, that is a tough question. I... Well, it's got to be something that you missed that you're like, oh, man, I wish we'd talked about that at a time. Not that it would have changed your mind about Sammy, but just like, oh, I would have known better going into it. Sammy, what about you? Yeah, I can think of a few things. Like, we we love going to focus on the family, and we just recently went to a blended step-family event, and we're going to another one next year. And that opens up so much that, you know, we're already married. We're already past the whole, eight, you know, the, the whole eight and a half years in. But, like, some things that I thought of, like, Steve and I, even though I feel like we're both good parents, like, we have totally different parenting styles. We mm-hmm. have totally different... Um, upbringings as far as like even just down to like family like budgeting and um who manages what and you know more like structure of your home and how you see it you know unfolding um and then who disciplines which children and because that was something at first we're like hey we just want to be normal again you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like when you're talking about a normal traditional family, I call that normal too, because I totally know know that we're not normal. But, um, you know, even down to, you know, really at the beginning, I wish I would have known some of the things that have caused a lot of disruption in our family. And a lot of it I caused because I was trying to go into this with this high expectation, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm. expectation. So I would love for you to be able to share a little bit about maybe one or two of the devotionals, just as far as what people can expect when they read it and and open the eyes of, of you know, one of the things we always, before I ask the question, is always tie it back to our workplace, because we are, you know, our show is called I Work For Him, and everywhere we go is our workplace. It is our mission field um, to Jesus Christ, and I just, we may not be blended ourselves, but more than likely we have a very good friend, a neighbor, a co-worker that is in a blended family situation. So the, your your devotionals really opened my eyes. So I would like to start with the one on um, not-so-hallmark holidays, you know, and just kind of tell the a little of the background of that devotional and what people could be encouraged with that. Oh, my goodness. I remember writing that one and just being frustrated with holidays in general and wishing Mm -hmm. for some kind of normalcy again. So I like the beginning, um, you know, I I share a scripture, you know, at the beginning of each chapter, because obviously the Lord is my strength and he's the whole reason that we get through the stuff that we get through. But I remember like laying on my couch and writing this as a blog at first and, and thinking of Christmas because that's my favorite holiday and thinking of Christ's birth and everything, and then making up this stupid song to the Jingle Bells tune, you know, that I wrote in that one, literally a song about the not-so-hallmark holidays, and I was just like, how can I get through these holidays? How can I make them normal? I mean, we're swapping kids, changing schedules, 
you know, everybody's divided up. We can't be together. You know, every other Christmas or, you know, certain ones are gone for an entire week. The other ones were passing back and forth. Like, how can that be normal for me? So there I just share about, you know, how we make it through. And luckily, even since writing this, the Lord just calmed my heart and given me a peace that I can move through these holidays with joy. Who cares about a day on a calendar? You know, it's all about Christ's birth and remembering what, why we celebrate different things. I think I'd like to hear you sing the song. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, like, if I can do this, we'll see if I can do this real quick. All right. Um, dashing through the snow in a big old SUV. Around the mountains we go, wishing it wasn't me. The kids are packed in tight. Their bags fill up the car. Days are weeks, they come and go, and we know what's in store. Oh, kids go here, kids go there, isn't that such fun? You think the week's just started out, but it's only just begun. Oh, and that's kind of <laughs> how it goes. <laughs> Yay, that like was that. awesome. We don't do music yeah, on our show very sarcasm. often. It was totally so sarcasm when I was writing that one, but I was just over it, I think. But well, you know what? We get the point, and, and it is rough. And um, I, I think that you, what you deliver in your devotional is encouragement that Christ is what makes the difference. And right. what you can do, you can modify, you can adjust, you can, you know, make compromises that are going to work for your family. But keeping Christ in the center of all of that is what gets people through. All right, here's, yeah, here's... and really that is the main thing. I mean, if people can remember that in your marriage and mm-hmm. your family, and not even in blended and just traditional right. marriage, I mean, you can keep from being where we are today if you can keep Christ number one, not only in your own life, but in your marriage, as mm-hmm. that is the main focus. And that's why Steve and I have a better marriage than we could have ever imagined, you know? So let's talk about that pain a little bit. What I want you to do is to help the listeners who haven't gone through divorce to understand just really quickly some of the pain that you went through so that they can understand. Because here's what, here's what I've experienced as a guy who's had a lot of friends go through divorce. Sometimes I don't know what to say. Sometimes yeah. I only get to hear half the story. So, and right. I know in any divorce, there's always two sides of the story. And as a, right. if I'm just talking to the guy, I'm at a disadvantage. But Steve and Sammy, you guys both experienced extraordinary pain going through that divorce. What, just help our listeners understand what they can do to comfort a friend going through a divorce. Steve, you start off first because Sammy gets to do a lot of talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Jim and Martha, I think the main thing is, is just listen. You know, a lot of times just somebody being there, you know, just to listen. You don't have to have all the have all the answers, but a lot of times we just need to get things off of our chest and just to share, you know, the brokenness and the hurt. Because man, it, it, it's empty. You know, going through through a divorce or you know, you know, blended family is not just through divorce. It's from the death of a spouse, or it could be an adoption of a child, and you're blending that family. There's brokenness and there's trials and and different things that you have to struggle with. But I think. The main thing, you know, like if you're in the workplace and you have a friend or a coworker that's experiencing divorce, just just give a listen to me. You know, God gave us two ears and one mouth, and so we need to listen twice as much as we talk. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, for some reason, you know, we feel like we have to talk a lot. That's because we get nervous. We, we care. We, yeah, we get nervous. We don't know what to say. Sammy, what about you? Well, um, one of the things is is first of all, you don't have to choose sides. Um, I remember growing up and, and, you know, even in our 
church, you know, adults, you know, going through divorce. Even as a kid, I remember, oh, I wonder what that person did to break up their marriage. Oh, or I want, you know, that's mm-hmm. kind of like the natural curiosity that really is human. It's not godly, you know, it's the human side of us. But then not, not feeling like you have to choose a side, but loving people for where and who, who they are and where they are, even if they were the ones that made a mistake. I think Steve and I have been talking about this a lot lately with friends that we're trying to counsel. And, you know, when people make a mistake, they get shunned, even by the church, which they need more love than you can ever imagine at that point. And another thing that I think of a lot is don't ask so many questions, you know, and, and I was looking at the questions here about, you know, in the workplace, if somebody's blended, how can you help them? And one of the things I tell people is don't ask, you know, well, where does your ex live now? Or which kids are actually yours? I mean, that is probably, in my new book, that's one of my most annoying questions I'm putting in there, is don't ask people which children are theirs. Which ones mm. are yours and which ones are his? I'm trying to figure it out. I mean, people are trying to be genuine, but to somebody who has that blended family, that's just, it's so prodding, and you feel like you have to pour your entire life story out right then. Sure. Mm. Those are good words. We need to take time to start talking about Gaining Ground Ministries. You guys have laid it up so well. Talk to us about what what is GainingGroundMinistries.org? What is it all about? Well, Gaining Ground Ministries, like our mission is to take the message of hope to a broken world. Mm. You know, we're, we're to, we want to encourage and to equip every family, you know, that is or has experienced brokenness. And, you know, in our mission... You know, our vision is to see that every tribe, tongue, and nation hears the good news, you know, of the gospel, and that the hope, the message of hope is Jesus. And that, that kind of, that's what we're about. That, that's what we're about, is just taking the message of hope to a broken world, and brokenness is all around us. Mm-hmm. So what kind of opportunities are you guys getting to do that? Well, we, over the last six months, we have, uh, we've done four blended family conferences We've done one marriage conference. Um, we we have actually impacted nearly forty families. Mm, and um, yeah, and the very first conference we did was over at Pastor Charlie Martin's, my father-in-law, Sammy's mm-hmm. dad, um, over at Bethel Baptist, which is about fifty minutes from where we live. Mm-hmm. The very first conference we did, we had a twelve-year-old uh, kid that came with the blended family. He received Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. Wonderful. Wow. So God's just really using, you know, our blended family ministry and the blended family conferences, you know, that, that we're doing. And so that's, that's the one aspect. Well, why don't you guys, Sammy, why don't you describe what a blended family conference looks like? Because people are like, ooh, wait a minute, what's that all about? Why don't you describe that for us? Well, um, we have, we changed it up um, just in case some people want to come back to another one. But we have hot topics, basically, and the same hot topics could be in the traditional marriage conference or in the blended family conference We get a little bit deeper. So we talk about communication. We talk about parenting styles. We talk about your five love languages and how you can strengthen your marriage through that. Um, we talk about your sexual relationship within your marriage and, and communication with that and then um, intimacy in general. Um, how to um, handle life with children that aren't yours and um, like basically setting boundaries also to protect your marriage now. Cause now that we've been through one marriage, we don't want to 
go through a second marriage. We don't want to have an ending to that. So different ways that we feel like can help, and it's all based on Scripture, obviously, um, but different ways that you can help protect what you have now, keep the lines of communication open. So we have, like, some fun breakouts, uh, a lot of back and forth between the people that come. Um, we open it up for discussions when we're done in case there's something that somebody just really needs to talk about. And then we stay after uh, one-on-one if people need it and uh, encourage them also to get started with their own blended family group where they live. So are these one-night conferences or multiple nights? What are they? Well, sometimes we do a one full day. So like on a Saturday, literally it'll be from 9 o'clock to 3 or 4 o'clock with lunch. And a lot of times the churches that we go to will provide you know, the lunch for the families coming, because we open it up to the community. Um, we have uh, two-day events that we've done where it's kind of like we said, a more fun um, evening with kind of a breakout game and dinner, and uh, we start in on Steve and I and our testimonies and why we do what we do, and then the next day we just dive right into the to the topics. So our you know, let me, two questions. Do the kids, do your kids get involved in the ministry in sharing from their hearts to the other kids that may be in attendance? No, at this point, our kids have not, you know, actually went to the blended family conferences with us. That's something that, we, that we're actually thinking about doing in the future and maybe even doing like some video, like asking questions and using that as part of our presentation during the mm-hmm. conference. But our kids are very vital in our ministry. We love our children and we get a lot of our you know, real life material God provides that material, right? <laughs> yeah, because one thing that we haven't mentioned is that we have um, five kids. She had, Sammy had two, I had two, and then God blessed us with Levi. Mm-hmm. He's four years old, almost five, and he, he unified our family. But yes, the, our, our kids are a vital part of our ministry, but they haven't gotten involved with actually with the conferences yet. Well, there's the challenge for you, because if parents want to hear from the kids, what are they thinking? They want to know, hey, what are my kids thinking? Tell me what my kids are thinking. It may be scary for you, but the other parents (laughs) might want to know. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha, as we tackle marriage and relationship issues. And we're talking about a topic today that impacts everybody listening. Everybody listening has been impacted by blended, by divorce and by blended marriages, because it's it's. The brokenness of marriage in the United States of America is an epidemic. And as a church body, everybody listening today, we can be part of the healing process. We need to help. First of all, we need to be part of the proactive process to prevent divorce. But for those that do go through divorce, we need to be part of that healing process. And we're highlighting a ministry today that can help you go through that healing process, especially if you're considering a blended family. We're talking today with Steve and Sammy Ashley from from Gaining Ground Ministries. You can find out more about them online at gaininggroundministries.org. All right, so here's the question for you guys. There's people listening going, hey, I want to bring these guys to my church. How far are you guys willing to travel to do a blended family you know, weekend to the highways and the hedges. <laughs> anyway, so if a highway go, gets I mean, there, you're willing to go. Is nah, what you're saying? Not really. We, they don't okay. have to have a highway. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're willing to go wherever the Lord leads. So if if there's a place that says, you know, we have a need, we need you guys. We we feel like you know, there's people that need your support. How do we get started in blended family ministry ourselves? 
you know, we'll we'll figure out a way to get there. So um, we're very open to that for sure because 40% of marriages today are blended. And that's, and I think when you were talking about churches, that's one thing I did want to say that God put on my heart that, you know, a lot of churches are still not open to ministering, like, publicly to blended families because they feel like, this is what we talked about, um, focus on the family, too. They feel like, oh, well, this is supporting divorce if I support blended families. No, it's not. You are supporting them from going through another divorce. <laughs> you know, you are yeah. you are promoting healthy marriage, godly marriage. Maybe their first marriage wasn't God-centered. Maybe they didn't know what to do. Maybe they didn't have the tools. Maybe they weren't saved back then. But, you know, uh, we've had pastors that say, oh, I don't have any blended families in our church. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then I just laugh. I just laugh because there's so many people that need help. Yes. So if somebody is interested in contacting you, is there a contact button on your GainingGroundMinistries.org website? Yes. Yeah. Okay. If you so go we just, to gaininggroundministries.org, hit contact, and there's a, a fill-out form that they can they can do on there. Perfect. Yeah, and you can also contact us on Facebook, Gaining Ground Ministries. We have a Facebook page. Yep. Also, you can connect with us on iTunes. We have a podcast. You, you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And then also, uh, through our website, you can subscribe to our newsletters and ministry news, and we love to to, to hear from everybody that's heard this, and we want to come to your community, we want to come to your church, um, mm-hmm. you know, to, to help you start um, a small group for blended families and do a conference, you know, mm-hmm. a weekend conference, and we'd love the opportunity to come. That's fabulous. So in closing, one of the last things we wanted to um, have our listeners here is if there's somebody out there listening that they are in a newly blended family situation, what piece of advice could you share with those listeners? Well, there's lots of advice. <laughs> a lot of times when I first meet, uh, Steve gave me this question, by the way. <laughs> um, I just say, try not to be like I was. Don't, it's like I said before, don't set such high expectations that you feel like you're never going to achieve what you feel like your family should be, you know? Mm. Um, we went in with such false, realistic uh you know, expectations. We What we thought was going to be reality wasn't. And we're going to fail. We fail daily. We're human. But learning to ask forgiveness, not only from maybe your spouse, but also from the children, um, that was a huge point for me. Like, I had to humble myself and realize that how I thought our life was going to go isn't exactly how it's going. You know what I mean? And that comes full circle with what Steve said earlier when you guys got the name of the ministry, gaining a little bit of ground every day in your walk with the Lord. That's right. That should be the goal. And yep. I love that. Thank you so much. Steve, 15 seconds, final words. Well, Martha kind of stole it. I was going to say, <laughs> you know, we need to, you know, as men of God, as women of God, as young people of God, let's gain a little ground every day in our walk with Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's a good him, challenge. All things are possible. We can make it. Stephen Sammy Ashley from Gaining Ground Ministries. Thanks so much for being on I Work for Him today. Thanks so much for sharing your story and being transparent. And if you want to find out more about them, find out find them online at gaininggroundministries.org. Thanks very much, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Hey, check these guys out online. Bring them to your church so that they can speak into the lives of those that have gone through a divorce and are considering blending a marriage or blending a family, or maybe are already have done a blended family. And also check out their book. Broken to Blended, Encouragement for Blended Families. 
Broken to Blended, encouragement for blended families. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. We realized that our workplace, it was our mission field, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him.